T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Todd Graves is with us to talk a little bit about education. He's the chairman of the Stanley Herzog Charitable Foundation and the founding partner of Graves Garrett LLC in Kansas City. He um, wrote a column that caught my attention in the Kansas City Star. Let's start with this, though, Todd. Let's go Chiefs, right? First and foremost, priorities. Yeah, yeah big weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys going to get snow this weekend? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, well, we're, I'm looking out the window, and we got a little bit of snow today, but it's just uh, dusting. But, yeah, it's definitely getting colder. It's been pretty warm, but it's getting colder. Yeah, all right. Well, let, let's talk about, um, and, and I've actually talked about the issue of school choice for a couple of decades now. I was in Milwaukee before I came back here to St. Louis in the mid-2000s. They had a pretty successful school choice program up there. Mm-hmm. It took, um, as you know, in any situation with education reform like this, it's so important, it took urban Democrats to come over and see the light and say, look, we're selling out our constituents. Uh, we haven't quite gotten there in Missouri yet, have we? No, we haven't. I'll tell you, the leaders right now are West Virginia, Arizona, and Iowa, and I think they're doing it. I, I don't know that they've got the urban Democrats on their side in those states. Well, let's let's kind of spell out what, what we're talking about here, because I think when people hear school choice, they don't exactly know what it means, and then you hear the complaints from the teachers' union, and part of the point of your column was um, the teachers' unions are, are not the solution to educational challenges, and if we don't know that, or if we didn't know that a couple of years ago, we certainly know that now after the last two years. Yeah, you, you know, the time, the time has come that the money follows the student, not the, the, the geographic district. Uh, there's a lot of government uh, uh, spending in the healthcare arena, but they don't draw a line around your house and say, if you get sick, you have to go to this doctor or this hospital. They allow you to take that money and go to the doctor or the hospital that you want. And, um, you know, it seems that we've got it, we've got it kind of backwards. They're spending, on average, 11000 per student in the state of Missouri uh, to educate a student. More than that, probably, in most of the schools in your listening area. And our uh, education scholarship, which is a tax credit program, is only $6,800. So if, if the education establishment is threatened by a $6,800 spend, as opposed to some, the, the money that's twice as much nearly that they're spending, then there's something wrong with what they're doing. Well, let's let's explain how that works. And that was part of what passed last year, the Missouri Empowerment Scholarship Accounts Program. So that allows students who qualify in uh, different areas across the state to apply for those scholarships. And that gives you, as you indicated, about $6,375 each school year. How can they use those? Well, they, they, they use it. It goes to the school for tuition. But, but the, 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 the uh, opportunity is very limited. It's only certain cities, certain counties, certain places in the state and you have to you know you have to meet low income thresholds or be on an uh, uh, IEP uh, educational plan with, with a school so it's very good that that's who we're serving we're starting to serve um, but there's a lot more students out there that can be served than that uh, by this program now your your organization though the uh, Stanley M Herzog charitable foundation you you do provide scholarships right not not taxpayer funded scholarships but that's part of what the organization does 
Yeah, Stanley M. Herzog Foundation is 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 uh, targeted primarily at Christian schools and Christian education, whether that be homeschooling, pod schooling. You know, there's all sorts of new new trends in in schools, and that's where we focus. But we also have an ESA uh, uh, division in our in our office, which focuses on uh, kids that you know it doesn't matter where you want to go to school. If you want to get out of the public school and go to a you know, a Jewish school, a non-religious school, whatever, we, we support that. So, um, uh, so we're, you know, we kind of got our, we, our main focus of our money that our founder left was to support Christian schools. But we also, you know, believe that people should have choice, no matter what that choice is, whether that's a Christian school or, or not. And so we're very active in that also. What are those states that you mentioned a little earlier in the conversation doing differently that is standing out to you right now? You mentioned Iowa, and I think, what was it, Virginia or West Virginia? Yeah, West Virginia, and I don't know as much about West Virginia, but what I know about Arizona is one of them. Is they have universal ESA. Any student who wants to opt out and take, you know, and and go to a uh, take their money with them, at least part of it, and go to a private school can. Uh, Iowa already has public school choice, um, where anyone in a public school can go to a different public school if they want to. Uh, and uh, and this year there's a big push, and they believe they'll get it across the line that they're going to have you know full choice where you can take your your money and go to any any kind of school that you want to. I, I don't know how anyone in this country, especially given the the nature of what we're seeing in the research after the pandemic, can can make the case. And in this is another situation. Now you've been probably doing this for a long time too. I've been talking about education reform issues for quite a long time, and I don't think that we're making progress. In fact, I'd make the case that we're kind of moving backward in the quality of education. Some of that is related to, you know, the lockdowns and kids not being in school. But you put a little nugget in here in the column that was in the Kansas City Star. The NEA collects $375 million in annual dues last year. And what and I like to also separate the union and the leadership from the teachers who unfortunately have to pay those dues sometimes. And they're not necessarily on board with everything that the union wants to do. But we're not making any progress in in changing education in this country right now outside of these smaller programs that are being helped with school choice. No, no, we're not. And, and, and uh, I agree with you. There's lots of good, my wife's a teacher. There's a lot of good teachers out there, but we, you know, the, the, the system is no longer working for the students. Um, I, I don't mean to pick on any particular district, but I've, I've read where the Fox district in your listening area is considering going to a four day school. Yeah, it was one of the stories that came out uh, today. I talked with the governor about this earlier. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I looked it up. Uh, 56%, 50% of their kids read at grade level, and 35% are proficient in math. They spend $12,474 a student. I got all this from the Show Me Institute uh, website. There's no ROI so there. That They're going to save a million dollars by their own uh, view by cutting one day. That's their $136 million budget. So they're going to save seven-tenths of 1% of their budget by cutting out 20% of their instructional days. And I just think that's an abdication. I think they're, they, they're throwing in the towel. You know what and, surprised me about that story is I didn't realize, and there's some other districts around our listening area that already do this. There's lots of districts over here in the Kansas City area. Independence District just went to that. And the other thing that makes no sense is they all have a different reason why they're doing it. Uh, you know, they say they couldn't recruit teachers. And the Fox District is saying that, um, that you know, they needed to save a million dollars out of $136 million. And it's... It, to me, they're just throwing in the towel. That's what it looks like from the outside. No, I think it does, too, and I did see that story earlier today. Don't we, you know, the other thing, and I don't really remember seeing 
a discussion on this anytime, but outside, which I fully support school choice and some of these options being available to parents, it also seems that we're long overdue, and I know that the curriculum changes are coming in woke ways, but for a curriculum change in this country, wouldn't we be? Well, that, that's, that's why we need competition, because we need innovation. Right now, there's, there, there is no, there used to, you could go to private school, you could go to public school, you could go to Christian school or so, you know, or a religious school. Now, now there's, there's pod schools, there's part-time home schools, there's all sorts of innovations now because of the fact that there's some, some competition arising. A model that we created over 100 years ago probably isn't serving us anymore, and I think it's time for us to look at other alternatives. Yeah, I think it is, too. You know, it's funny. I saw this um, tweet from someone yesterday, and I took a screen capture of it, and I don't know that we'd all agree on any of this, but, Sue, you should pay attention to this, too, because I think you'd find this interesting. Subjects that should be mandatory in schools. This was somebody at the account Save Your Sons. I don't even know who the person is. Taxes. Oh, um, yeah. Coding, which <laughs> is, and I think coding is. My daughter's is learning it? how to Good. do that. Cooking. Uh, insurance. Insurance is a topic yeah. that should be, I don't think people get out of school, they have no idea what's going on there. Weightlifting, that's interesting. Eh. Uh, self-defense. Yes. Uh, survival skills. Social etiquette. I don't know if you can teach kids Listen, that. have you seen kids? This is not a bad idea. Yeah, public speaking. <laughs> I mean, they do that, I guess, in debate. Personal finance. I would agree with that, For Todd. I don't sure. know. Personal finance seems to be some area that, that I think we do fall short. Car maintenance. That's not a bad one, mm-hmm. although we're not going to. we got to get rid of cars. They can't do that in schools because we got to get rid of cars. Well, we're going to have them. You just plug them in. just going to be electric. Yeah, right. Just yeah. gonna, only, well, let's say car maintenance for EVs only. Basic home repair. Yeah. Boy, I could have used that well, because I would have saved a lot of money over the years because I can't do a damn thing. I have no skills there. And then stress management. Um, I, you know, again, that's just one person's list. But I do think that you get a bunch of, in theory, smart people together, talk about some of the changes. And this clearly happens in districts across the country. There are unique and innovative programs, but I think we need more of it. Yeah, yeah. And there's some great, they're great public schools, uh, obviously. But the, the, the bottom line is... It's no longer uh, a situation where your neighborhood school owns your child's education. Every parent owns their own child's education. And they need that, whether that's being active at the school board level or whether that's taking their child out of that district and putting it in another uh, school opportunity, they're responsible for it. And that's that's what we've got to move to. Everybody owns their own, and they should have the money to, to make their choices. Todd Graves, appreciate you coming on here on 97.1 FM Talk in St. Louis. Get a victory for the Chiefs, and we'll talk again. Thank you. All right. We'll do it. Thank All right. You. See you later. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.